Thank you for tuning in to the third episode of the Beer City Hopcast. Uh, today we're talking about beer's favorite partner, food. I'm your host, Taylor Darling, and with me today is Edwin Coyasso, president and co-founder of City Built Brewing Company, Sweet K, controller and co-founder at City Built Brewing Company, and Chris Vandermeer, executive chef at Brewery Vivant. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks for having us. Um, so to preface this, I just want to say... Um, <clears throat> I'm really happy that I got to get, have you guys on. This is a episode I was really excited to do um, because I love food, and I guess so, so does everyone else. But um, I think beer and food, um, they go together like bread and butter. It's uh, Especially here in Grand Rapids, I think there's this symbiosis between the two, and I think it's really important. So I'm, I'm really excited to have you guys on. Thanks. Thanks for having us. I'm just glad we're at the same table as Vivant. As the new guy, <laughs> as, you know, well, as the new guy on the block, I think we tried really hard to stick out, and um, you guys have a reputation, and so like we're stoked that we get mentioned as a good place for food and beer. Yeah, Vivant um, is very food centric. Yeah, you guys have been since yeah. the beginning, right? Yep, yep. Uh, I started uh, about three months into open. Um, that's what attracted me about it. You know, it wasn't a lot of breweries around at that time. I'd come from a lot of like fine dining, white tablecloth places, and it was just kind of like a new world. And <clears throat> but it was there was a fun side to it, and there was also a, a serious food side to it. And uh, they they just had a lot of different kind of new elements going on. And I thought, uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this a shot and uh, just kind of see where it goes. And just started as a line cook, and eight years in, here I am. Who, whose decision was the the French and Belgian? Uh, themed. I think it was the owners, Chris and uh, Jason Spaulding. Okay. They, they really wanted, they had visited, you know, France, Belgium. They, they knew the direction they wanted to go, and they knew they wanted um, from scratch country, countryside, like, food to go along with it. And um, I'm the third chef in, but we've kind of kept who we are, I think, along the way, you know. As, as we change chefs. And you, ha- you, you have you had experience with, <clears throat> with French cooking before that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to GRCC's culinary program a while back, <laughs> in the <laughs> early 2000s, I think, and uh, um, so got all my training there. Um, it was great, great program. Wouldn't change anything about it. And then, you know, worked my way around, moved out to the East Coast, worked in New England on the coast for a while, and uh, came back. Worked in Rockford for a couple of years and uh, found found my way in here. So it's been awesome. It's been a wild ride. It's been a roller coaster. Um, everything you'd everything you'd think. Very and, cool. and then some. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But. What year did you awesome. graduate, CC? Oh seven. Okay. Yeah. Because I went there too. So okay. So I was trying to remember. Yeah. I'm like, what year was I there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. What year were you there? <laughs> well, several years. From 97 to 2000. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I did the three different um, degree paths. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they had the so many overlap. and the arts and management. Yeah. Yep. Gilles. Yep. Yeah. He's still there. There's only a couple couple instructors left that yeah. I had. Oh, Minaldo was know. the best. He was I didn't my have favorite. him. Okay. Oh, yeah. Salty. Yeah, I, heard, <laughs> I heard all the stories. It's awesome. Yeah. Salty. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Uh, CC's program's pretty well renowned, isn't it? Yeah, one of the best in the country, I think, still too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's fantastic, and I hear from people that go to like bigger, more expensive schools or whatever, and it's you know it's the same training. You got the same stuff. You work with the same stuff, and uh, it's I don't know. It's it's wonderful. I think it's, it's pretty time. cool how many people have funneled in and out of like restaurants. Were ne- was never my past. The fact mm-hmm. that I'm here, funny, but mm-hmm. how many people have funneled in and out? Who are at like really prestigious places? I mean, in big cities, mm-hmm. in in other countries. Yeah. Who came from that program? Yeah. Which is wild. Yep. You and know? that's the like the, the placement that some of those instructors put kids through is is amazing, and each of them with their own background, of course. But like they've been everywhere. You can, you can go anywhere in the world. Yeah, they have connections, and they'll help you yeah. out. It was awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, they're it's great. amazing. It's a great program. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So you guys at, at City Bill, you took a uh, obviously way different theme uh, than Vivant. You guys are doing Puerto Rican. 
Yeah, that inspired. Came, yeah, it came from uh, when we were starting to open the brewery. We were drinking a lot of beer, and so we needed something to soak that up. And so, at the same time, uh, I was trying to learn his family's recipes to impress them <laughs> in my attempt. And uh, I was failing at some things, and so it was hit or miss. And we ate a lot of Puerto Rican food, and nice. we were told that we should probably go in that direction. And I'm glad we did. I think our original plan. Um, so I stepped into a plan. So my uh, other or another co-founder is Dave Petrulia. And so he had been chasing a brewery, and he actually yep. worked at Bavon. Yeah. yeah, and so um, he had been chasing a brewery with another partner, and he stepped aside. He decided to go to graduate school, and so Dave needed a kind of the business end. Um, Dave's the artist and the scientist, and so um, we there was no kitchen. There was like it was supposed to be kind of like a peanuts on the floor, hole in the wall two barrel that was you know that's it and so we stepped in or i stepped in and was like there's no way this is gonna work um just based on what we saw in the in the industry and so just for context when dave and i decided like yeah we should do this uh there was one west side brewery and it was mitten and so by the time we got open we were like eight we were the eighth brewery behind a lot of other breweries. That's crazy. And so, but along the way, our biggest pushback with trying to get investors was, is how are you going to stand out? What are you going to do? And we're like, well, our food. Our yes. food's going to differentiate us. And so people will come because it's the food is so different. Well, how do you, you know, how do you explain what Puerto Rican food is? Well, it's flavorful. Like, that's the best description I got. <laughs> and familiar because I grew up with it. So you guys completely 180 then from going to... Oh, we might have a little bit of like taste here and there to being like we're gonna have a full blown kitchen. And yeah, so well we we have a scratch kitchen as well. The only thing we don't process are tortillas, like even our chips we we boil or fry them. You yeah, know. I'm not in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you might get boiled chips. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, that is not more my expertise. <laughs> As I always say, like, Dave's head of brewery operations, I'm kind of the mouth. Like, that's what I just talk to people. But so, but the whole time that we were, I was chasing City Belt, Karen and I were dating. And so we were courting. And so she was hanging out and getting to meet my family. And so they all want to show you how to do something. And so <laughs> one of the things I think that makes our food, our food is. Uh, the base ingredient, right? Which is sofrito. Mm. So sofrito. Yeah. Love sofrito. Mm. And so I, I, I apparently I'm the only one here who doesn't know what that is. <laughs> it's foundation. Yeah, it's yeah. um, it's a blend of every family has a different recipe of it, and some are red and some are green, but um, it's basically a blend of peppers, um, cilantro, garlic, um, olives. Is it is it a garnish or like it? No, it's it's like a, the base. It's like a you build on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's all the flavor. Yeah. So kind of like a mirepoix, I guess, would be another way to describe it. I I do not cook. So I have no idea. <laughs> He's boiling chips. Too. That's like the base. <laughs> exactly. I'm boiling. I'm also boiling the chips. <laughs> that's so, the, the base to your sauces and, and everything. A lot right? of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's where the Puerto Rican Sometimes I'll use it just from. as the sauce for. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah so are you like marinating meats in it and that kind of stuff too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, like um, we use it when we smoke our pork. Um, yes. It's used as a base in a couple sauces that we So have. you can kind of start with that and then like add other spices if you want like a different little thing going on with it or like exactly. other spices if you want another thing. Yeah. Okay. It's. it's uh, it wears many hats. <laughs> it's utility. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. And this is a that's a common Puerto Rican style. Uh... Sofrito is what everyone builds. So I think a lot of people come in and judge our space, our Puerto Rican food, based on how our rice tastes. Mm. And so and everyone's like, no one's rice is as good as grandma's rice. And she mentioned there's red and green sofrito. If ours is green and yours is red, yours is wrong. <laughs> I mean, and so, I mean, our biggest critics are Puerto Ricans. And they are mean. Because <laughs> they know. They know. Yeah. But the thing is, is our rice is on point. And when people nice. come in, if they don't find the rice, because we live in West Michigan, and for a long time it wasn't called what it is, 
uh, which we changed on our menu because pe- Spanish speakers weren't finding it. Mm. Um, and so they would say, it was good. It was all right. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, did you find our rice? Like, you know, and we would, and I'd say, did you find our ajaron gandule? Which is what it is. And so those are pigeon peas and rice. And so, well, no, what? That's on here. And so they're looking through the menu and they're trying to find that and they're finding rock and rice. Rock and rice. We had to West Michigan it up. We did West (laughs) Michigan it up. And so I'd bring a couple, like I'd bring everyone at the table a bowl. No, here, have this. Because A, if you're at a a Perkins house, you don't leave hungry because they won't let you. (laughs) And if you just say it doesn't matter, you're going to have our rice. And so I bring them the rice. They eat it. And all of a sudden, oh, you you can see it. Like they start to look around the table. They're nodding their head. Mm-hmm. And then you start to hear, well, the tostones, those are really good. Mm. Oh, and the, and, then, <laughs> oh, okay. and then all of a sudden, it, like, they're, we have pastelillos. It depends on where you live on the island. Sometimes they're empanadas. Sometimes they're pastelillos. And so we call them pastelillos because that's what I grew up with. So they taste the rice and all of a sudden they come alive. Well, yeah. actually, uh, I got to say, all of this was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Ab- absolutely. But it's, it's wild that it'll take that encounter and just being greeted. By me, sure. which is weird. Yeah. So, rice is tricky. I, I like I, the last couple of weeks. I don't know. We've been talking about it in the kitchen. I can't get it right. You know, my sous chef, uh, Vanessa, is Mexican, and her rice is just chronic. So good every time. And I'm just so you're rinsing it. You're not rinsing it. Is a ratio and. That's so funny because when it's I on point and mine's not, that's fine. And you went to school and you're like, oh, yeah, no, it's just rice, but <laughs> it's important. It's important to get it right, and it's uh, there's little tricks to everything, right? You know, one of the best things in our menu is because Karen had because uh, I can't make rice. No, we couldn't. <laughs> the flavor can. was right. The flavor would be on point, but it'd be like too wet. <laughs> And so right. she's from West Michigan, from Wyoming and Dutch. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I'm not throwing that out. So I can so do she, something with it. So she, that, exactly. Definitely, and so definitely. we have croquettes on our menu yes. because she started to put, you started to put chorizo mm-hmm. and andouille. First of all, my family loves when Karen cooks, which I think is so funny. It's um, an honor. Uh, <laughs> I know that sounds stupid. Because it's such a big deal, right? And so, but my dad, like, she'll go, we'll go to see my dad, and he'll be like, you're going to make rice when you're here, right? <laughs> Which awesome. we're like, well, we weren't going to, but all right. No, we so, are. but, so she started to put these sausage, or these different meats in this rice, and she would um, ball it up and panko it and freeze it. And so our process to get open was pretty long. <laughs> and so... Every time we went to a party, every time we went to a gathering, she'd fry it and we'd show up. And people were like, they'd go nuts. Yeah. They'd send her notes. This is like, I thought about that today. Like, I wanted to have that today. <laughs> you know, like, days later. And so, you're going to have that on the menu. I'm like, hell no. That's not Puerto Rican food. Right. We're not doing that. <laughs> and so, our, our biggest selling appetizer are what we call bori balls. Because... Yeah. She was like, I'm not throwing this rice away. Yeah. <laughs> People go crazy for that stuff. Anytime we do any kind of croquettes, any oh, kind of croquettes, right. it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. I want that. Right. I guess yeah. cooking is very utilitarian in that I, I, I would assume uh, that a lot of dishes come from reusing and recycling uh, ingredients. You know, you have something left over from a dish you did. You know, a sure. few days ago, let's turn it into something else. Let's yep. let's be utilitarian about it. Often, that's how brunches are born. That's how brunches. Do you guys offer brunch? We do. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. got. Uh, did the new menu? I, yeah, I'm yeah. guilty. I didn't read the new menu. If that changed the brunch. So Karen designed our menu. Mm-hmm. She taught our our family, our kitchen, how to do our food, and then she let them kind of go. And so, as you were explaining um, your role, mm-hmm. as you've gone on and your menu hasn't changed a whole lot, I wondered how much you want to put your thumbprint on it. Like, this is my twist on duck sure. nachos. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever, which I love. <laughs> yeah. But, like, but, so, we have a new menu and we do have brunch. We have a few things on our brunch and it, it rotates, but, like, we've given our kitchen license to 
to do play because we want them yeah. to. They just have to put some sofrito in it. Like, yeah, <laughs> literally, like yeah. that's that's the rule. Yep. You can do what you want, but you have to put some sofrito in it. Yeah, and <laughs> so it makes it like easy. we have muscles right now, yeah. and they're bomb. Nice, and they're sofrito. Love muscles. Like, yeah, they're yeah. so good. That's awesome. And so yeah, so yeah, I'm curious. After being there eight years, sure. How how uh, how did you put your thumbprint on it? It's <laughs> interesting. I mean, it's so. I'm all about um, working as a team. You know what I mean? It's like the whole everything that happens there is not obviously just me. I'm not making everything. I'm not. I'm not writing all the specials. I'm not writing all the menus. But I'm a part of all of it. And some menus are. You know, a lot of it's on me, and other times it's a great balance. And same with same with any specials we run. And um, you know what what's made it what's made it me? That's a good question. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a little bit of every step of the way from previous restaurants to um, everything I've seen here. The more people you talk to, the more people you learn from, and and uh, it. It just evolves. Is there a certain level of like vanity or ego when it comes to that kind of thing in terms of like in terms of wanting to leave your mark on it? Not for me. Maybe yeah. So maybe um, like on a person to person basis. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, well, as yeah. A, so from my perspective as a as a operator owner. Yeah. Like I don't we I think we have a really talented staff, mm-hmm. and I want to lose them, and right. so I don't want them to feel like man I was always doing this food right 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 and so that's why i'm like hey do what you want right and even when they do menu changes i don't and some people think i should say more but i'm like no we're good yeah. like our sales are still growing yeah because we're new right and it's always exactly. good and it is always good but yeah. i'm afraid i don't want to lose like we have three or four key people yeah and i don't want them to get bored no. keep, exactly exactly keep them happy keep them thinking keep them researching mm-hmm. um you know we're, we're we started as like French Belgian inspired, and then it's become more like kind of farmhouse. And um, I mean, we've been running chicharrones for the last few weekends too, and like that's none of those things. But right, it's yeah, farmhouse it in the sense that like we're getting it from local <laughs> pigs, and that's like, yeah, right. I'm just <laughs> right. Um, but they're great, yeah. you know, and they're they're coming off great. The people that'll try them, and it, but it's funny too with like verbiage and such. Um, chicharrones, huh? Pork rinds. Oh yeah, you know what that reminds me of. That. that reminds me of uh, the Mitten, and that when we first opened, mm-hmm. we we are a baseball themed brewery that opened up in a firehouse. Yeah, and so if any beer we came out with either had to be uh, a baseball themed name or a firehouse themed name, and it got to a point where we couldn't be so thematic all the time. Uh, you start running out of ideas, yeah. and it, and it starts to become contrived and really forced. Um, yeah. These names. And so we got to the point where we are like, you know what, we'll just name something completely off the wall. It has nothing to do with us. Right. Um, yeah. You, then it, it gets fun. Exactly. Too, at, at, a certain, really at a certain playing. point, you gotta get you got to think outside the box a little more creative. Yes. I think yes. we're lucky in the fact that we're a Puerto Rican brewery that we can start using Spanish words. <laughs> 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 just call it the same it thing. It opens up the world. What is country strong? Right. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Absolutely. And we had there was some charcuterie stuff too. You know, when we first opened up, it was like pate, huh? Riettes? What? What? Oh, what are you guys man. talking about? You know? And then we just kind of like pushed it on people for the first few years, and then they started getting it, and like, oh. And maybe I'm wrong in saying okay. this, but you know, West Michigan hasn't exactly always been the most cultured, uh, right. You know, place to be, and it's it's very refreshing, um, seeing what the brewing industry has brought. To West Michigan, in terms of, of culture, in terms of yeah. diversification, that's true. I often joke that, like, wow, beer turned the city around. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, who saw that coming? But like, it's you know, obviously, it's going crazy. It's yeah. wonderful. It's amazing. It's bringing people in. It's getting people out. You know. Do you think the beer has had an impact on restaurant culture too? Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I guess in terms of you know, I guess in terms of anything really. I mean, from where I'm sitting, I can see maybe craft beer bring more people just out 
to come out because they're excited to be drinking craft beer. Yeah. And so it's something that we, as a city, we own. Yeah, absolutely. Know? So that you know, you go out to a restaurant and you're you're met with these eclectic foods along with your eclectic right. beer pairings. Right. Um, it's it's a beautiful thing, I think. I like that they do like the beer week, mm-hmm. where um, craft beer is not featured just in the breweries. That it's it gets out a little further in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. At least I think that helped us. What is the beer week? The craft beer week. It's it's usually the week right before Winter Beer Fest. In February, like mid February. Yeah, yeah. that sounds familiar. There's yeah, research. like there's tap takeovers all over town, mm-hmm. and then. But we're like we're in places we just wouldn't normally like. We're at oh, Man- I got gotcha. you. We're like at Manelli's, which we live right down the street from Manelli's. It's a great place. It is. I've actually never been. I don't know that one. It's like a little neighborhood Italian. But whenever cool. I show up, yeah, people look at me funny. <laughs> <laughs> and so I love it. I'm there, and they're like, "Try this beer, or whatever." And they're like, "Why am I talking to you?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, I'm City Bill's me." I'm from City Belt, and so this is we have this tap takeover, and so I go around and talk to people. Nice. <laughs> haven't and, made it out to Wyoming yet. Right, and so yeah, so people outside of Grand Rapids are starting to find what we do, which is good. But yeah, that, that's a hard thing too for a lot of breweries um, in the city of Grand Rapids is breaking out of the city itself. Um, everyone in the city is so so ready to take you on if you're a new brewery they're ready to put you on tap um, but that's definitely not true outside the city i could see that yeah i just i mean I guess from from mm-hmm. my standpoint you know looking at distribution and everything like yeah. that you know um we distribute across the state into the up and everything uh, but it wasn't always like that and it was a long long battle to get outside of this uh, outside of the city which i'm sure you know you guys are almost three now uh, we're two years uh, Memorial Day weekend. Oh wow! And we're celebrating with a two-year uh, party on June eighth. Nice. We closed the Sixth Street Bridge down in nice. Sixth Street Park, and we have three bands, a DJ, um, ticketed event from three to eleven. You said June sixth. June eighth. June eighth. And then uh, from nine a.m. until two is community-focused, um, like bar on the bridge. We partner with Beer City Bar. Uh, partnered with Fido and Stitch. We have a .1K dog walk across the bridge. Nice. Uh, doggy tattoos, <laughs> doggy photo booth, doggy disco. Are you disco. calling it the .1K dog walk? We are. <laughs> That's awesome. Stickers, too. Yes. Put them on your car. Awesome. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, two years. Wow. Crazy. You guys already seem like a staple for in Grand Rapids to me. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> it's really cool. We, uh, we had to figure out how to stand out. I think there's 30 breweries in the city. At least. And right. so... I wonder where we're at now. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. And it so, lot. that, like I said before, that how you can stand out, well, we're going to do really good Puerto Rican food. Yeah. And it's interesting how many referrals we get from Mitten, from Founders, from Vivant, from... If you go anywhere before City Built and you ask a server where to go next, well, have you been to City Built? Absolutely. Because it's so different. Right. Well, you should at least see that before you leave the city. Great beer, yeah. great food. I mean, the location is is wonderful too. Right on the river. Right on the uh, river. Yep. Yeah. I've I've sent many people your way. For sure. And so, and we try to keep people in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. And so. Absolutely. You, you know, if you're going to be here, you're only like half a mile from Creston. Right. You know, or three quarters of a mile from Mitten. Mm-hmm. Not maybe a mile, mile and a half from Grayline, and so. You know, if you're, are you looking for a food experience? Then we talk about Levant. Right. That's yeah. a beautiful thing too about so. the the brewery industry community, whatever. Too is it's not like a competition. It's yeah. my buddies are over there. Go see if you're looking for that. Go see them or go see them and for sure. You know, spread the love around. Why not? I, I may have said this before um, uh, on a previous podcast, but uh, here in Grand Rapids, we're yeah, the, the brewery community is so tight-knit, and we all mm-hmm. help each other out. It's it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, I know I, I hit Dave up probably once every other week, and Dave hits me up in the weeks in between for, you know, whatever it may be. Hey, man, you got 50 pounds of, you know, this grain. Oh, yeah, yep, come on over. You know, I got you. <laughs> He'll come over and bring some, you know, some beer. Perfect. 
I'll hit him back next week, or you know, he'll hit me back, or whatever. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, are the uh, are the restaurants portions, I guess, uh, anyway, like that? You guys are probably a little more on top of it than we are. <laughs> I haven't run into it yet. Um, I mean, if we if we've had instances where like, hey, we're we need this spice or you know this oil or whatever, and like the Greenwells across the street, and we're good buddies with them, so that we've traded things back and forth. Um, Matt, the butcher at Louis Earl. Uh, he's awesome. He's awesome. The nicest guy in the world. And, uh, you know, I think second half of last year, I think I first met him. He walked in the door, threw me some eggs, said, hey, just, just letting you know I'm here. <laughs> if I can ever do anything for you. And now we got a great relationship. We got our pigskin from him to do our chicharrones. And, um, he was at our spot today. He's, he's great, yeah. you know. But you can't say enough about talking to people more and uh, just... So, what, so what you're saying is your restaurant is um, way more organized than, than the breweries are. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, good. Doesn't um, always feel that way, but it, yeah, I, we, we do all right. So I'm smelling all this food right now. I kind of want to dig into it. Yeah, dig in, man. So what's what do we? I mean, what uh, do we yeah. Have so this is kind of a deconstructed version of uh, our charcuterie board. Um, but closest to you, uh, it's a bison sausage. The bison coming from Caledonia area, regal bison. Um, we got in the kind of in the cups here. We got a chicken and ramp because it's ramp season, not for much longer. Um, Riette, uh, and then we got a Canadian bacon, and then uh, this this other sausage here is kind of. Frankenstein sausage, if you will. It's uh, rabbit, <laughs> uh, duck, and pork, uh, I believe. And uh, you guys make those in house? Make, make all of it in house. Um, some accoutrements to go with it. Some pickled vegetables. <laughs> some uh, whole grain mustard. Uh, bread baguette from Field and Fire, and then uh, spent grain crackers that our pastry chef makes. No way. So That's awesome. You actually found yeah. a way to to do something with your spent grain. Yeah. That's incredible. Yep. I, I had a brief stint at uh, the kitchen at the Mitten when I first started working mm-hmm. there because uh, I was just trying to get my foot in the door yeah. to the brew house. Yeah. And uh, I attempted to make spent green pizza dough. And it worked out decently, but the problem is those kernels kept ripping the dough as, as you'd stretch it's them. It's tricky to deal It was with. really tricky, yeah. yeah. And sometimes, like, if you don't, sometimes you got to kind of pulse it up a little bit to break it up. Otherwise, you get stringiness, mm-hmm. you know, in 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 whatever, in doughs or in okay, crackers sometimes, too. Bring yeah. this closer. Yeah, yeah. We've done some breads with it on menus in the past and um, and specials and such, too, but... It's always good to use what you have, if you can, you know. This is the bison? Uh, yes, that's the bison. It's really good. Yeah. You said this was... Um, Which one? Frankenstein. Frankenstein. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrying to those jackalope. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my charcuterie guy was like, I, I think I'm just going to call this the Frankenstein sausage. It's got like three different animals in it and a bunch that's of... That's awesome. You can dominate everything spices. in one bite. Yep. It's good though too. It's it's real good. Ed, can I pop one of these beers too? Please. Yeah. What what do you got here? So we have Danky McDankerton West Coast IPA, Snow Monroe, which is uh, Berliner with black currant and blackberries and lactose, Besitos de Fresa, which is a chocolate strawberry milk stout, and then Happy Friendsgiving is a cranberry Berliner. Oh man. Yeah. I did the Danky. That's my favorite beer we do. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I like West Coast IPAs. I don't think I've had any. And we don't do a whole lot of just four-ingredient beers, just because that's how we stand out. And um, you, you said you don't do a lot of four-ingredient beers? Well, we do a lot of four-ingredient beers, but and we're learning that if you want to pay your bills, you get to do more of those. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just do tea beers. <laughs> You know, and so we had a lot of adjunct beers when we opened. I mean, green tea, chamomile, juniper, cardamom, like, it was a smorgasbord of beer. However, people really like IPAs. Yeah, they do. Yep. Mm-hmm. We didn't used to do as many, and now it's we do a lot of IPAs. And you look at the sales numbers, and you're like, oh, You know, yeah. Shit. People want it, right? <laughs> they buy them all. Right. They just buy those at such a 
Uh-huh. I mean, we so we have a ten barrel brew house, and we did we double batched Danky, and we're out of kegs, and we're down to like five or six cases of, and it's that was four weeks ago, so for us that's a pretty good rate. Yeah, I uh, I see a parallel between kind of what you guys brought to West Michigan and what Vivant brought to West brought to West Michigan um, in terms of. I, I mean, I remember I'd never had Bel- Belgian beer. Yeah, before I had, I had a came couple, out. <laughs> and I thought, like, man, that's not really my thing. And I'm trying to think of, what was it, Blue Moon or something? Oh, uh, that's hardly Belgian. Right, right. And that's, like, what I <laughs> knew Brock. before. And uh, then I came here, and it was like, oh, there's, there's like, a wide variety of Belgian beers. Okay, well, I really like this. I really like this, this, that, and the other, you know. I had no idea when I was, before I started there. What were you... What were you doing in terms of cooking before you were at Vivant? Uh, so mostly fine dining. Um, I was at, I did a couple of country clubs. Um, I was I was at an inn in uh, Kennebunkport, Maine. Um, that was like classic New England fair. Uh, I was in Rockford when Reds on the River was still there. Um, but but like. Classic cooking, everything I learned in, in culinary school, you know, uh, cooking with wine and all that. So I came to Vivant too, and it was like, well, put put beer in the food. And I haven't done that yet. Fun. All right, I'll try that. And then realized after making plenty of mistakes with heating up poppy beers that you can't really, you can't succeed with that. But you could still, you can incorporate it just in different ways. You just can't heat it up. You could put it in salad dressings. You could soak fruit in it. And, uh, but, plenty of other beers you can cook with really well our farmhand cooks really well um our darker beers uh when we had undertaker cooked really well um but it was like a fun new adventure you know i'm used to cooking like french cooking red wine white wine whatever and um it was it was uh it was a new challenge and it's kind of all i do now those breweries they want you to be eclectic yeah they're gonna, great. they're gonna um, put you outside your comfort zone a little yep. bit, right? Yep, certainly. I'm really impressed with the way you guys talk about your food and being so fluid because I feel like beer has all these rules. I mean, it does. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, you know, we're we're as brewers, kind of like beer chefs. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but there are like way more rules to brewing than there are, I think, to like cooking. You guys can. I mean, there's definitely rules to cooking. Certainly. Tenants to various regional styles and yeah. that kind of things, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's incredible what you guys can do it, with what you have. Yeah, I think I get the most creative when it's when I'm just prepping your everyday stuff for the most mundane things, because then you just you're just going through the motions, but your mind is wandering. You know, what if I did this with it? What if I did that with it? Well, now I got to do it. You know, and then you just play a lot. You make some mistakes, learn from it. Hopefully something awesome comes out of it. They spent grain. What are these called? Spent grain crackers. They're, they yeah. have a little kick to them. They're almost like a little like uh, peppery I think spice. A little bit heavy on the black pepper. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Sweet K, do you still do you do any of the cooking still at, at City Built? Oh no. 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 I passed it off on. <laughs> because I well I've gone so to culinary wise. school. I know. <laughs> well, I've gone to culinary school, but the problem was is that I had, you know gone out of it and mm-hmm. uh, gone out of the food service industry and, and the natural progression into insurance. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which so is I, where we met. Right. <laughs> but So I didn't cook a lot and yeah. so when we were opening the brewery it would be foolish to try to run a kitchen when I've been out of the kitchen for so long and so yeah. we were blessed to um, have a fantastic team that was brought to us by Laurel Deruda and the Hive and she came in and uh, helped narrow down the menu because we had what we wanted, but what could we do? And so, like, you know, we, we had a lot of uh, a lot of talk about that, and, mm-hmm. you know, things that we didn't want to get rid of and things that we had to that yeah. was heartbreaking. Mm. Like Ropa Vieja, for some reason, we mm. were tied to that. It's right. delicious. I don't, yeah, I don't, it is good. It is yeah. good. But. Well, the other thing is I thought we had a huge kitchen because we had segmented 800 square feet out of our space. And then you get in there, and some of that is a walk-in, well, like a closet right. for a walk-in, <laughs> yeah. and a freezer and cooler. 
and my chef's like, yeah, health department's saying you can't have a bigger venue because <laughs> you can't keep it cold. You know, like, There's yeah. no room, yeah. Right, and so, but we've added some, some room in the form of coolers. Yeah. Um, not like a Coleman, but like yeah. we've, we've invested in some more cold storage, and so um, it's grown a little bit. That's why we can have brunch. But um, what we do is very much different than what we thought we were, well what I thought we were going to be doing how did your like how did your food sales like they obviously uh, exceeded your expectations well like, when, a lot well they were they were projecting that it was going to be 50 50 50 50 and a lot of times we were having more food sales than beer I think that people come for the food but they can only buy our beer so we win <laughs> um, but I don't think you could do a Puerto. I don't think you could have a Puerto Rican restaurant in West Michigan if we didn't have the brewery attached. Interesting. So, yet, I feel like our brewery is very successful because we have Puerto Rican food, and so it's a really good marriage. Um, because they they really work off each other. It's almost fifty fifty, but we definitely because we're open for lunch and we're right in the middle of the city. People are not drinking beer at lunch. They're drinking soda, water, kombucha, and then they're eating. And so, and there's still, I mean, for us, we, you know, everything's how much you get off that ticket or that seat. Right. And so, I mean, our, our lunch sales are really good. Um, and we're not selling beer. Do, do you think <laughs> that, uh, a lot of it anyway. You think if you own a brewery, you need to have a restaurant? I, when we were going through the, motion of, of opening a brewery I thought we should have food only because we were doing a ton of market research <laughs> well not a ton but we, we would we drank a lot <laughs> <laughs> we research. my favorite kind of research absolutely. Right. I'm researching right now right, right. Oh will you pass me some research <laughs> absolutely <laughs> research for you thank you but we noticed that in places that didn't have food we wouldn't stay because you can only drink so many 7% beers then you know then we'd have to move on to somewhere that right. had something we could sure. soak up yeah. some rice balls or something you know um, the Mitten has a similar story in that when they uh, when Chris and Max first opened up the Mitten they their kitchen was not the centerpiece of it and they had only expected to sell up to 25 pizzas a day <laughs> and within the first month they realized oh we, we screwed up. Like, we, we, our kitchen is tiny, and it is. It, it still to this day is, is tiny, even though we've expanded it. Um, but we sell way more than 25 pizzas a day. We sell way more than 25 pizzas in an hour. Yeah. And, uh, that pizza's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and nobody knew that it was going to blow up like that. Yeah. And, uh, same as you guys, uh, our food sales account for around 50 50, sometimes more, um, often yeah. more. Mm -hmm. Ours is pretty close to that, too. 50-50, it'll tip just like a little bit one way or Depends the other. Depends on what but beers are on. Yeah. That's really why we have cans now. Yeah. So we can have more beers. Right, and get mm -hmm. it out there. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. We found that can sales drive draft sales, both in terms of distribution and at our pub. Yeah. Uh, we, we just released our Dax Nono Double IPA in cans. It's delicious. And uh, we, put, we released it. All of a sudden, I'm looking at the sales numbers like the very next week, maybe the week after, and all of a sudden our Dax Nono sales at, the, at our pub have shot up the ranks. People see it, people drink it out out in the real world, and all of a sudden they want to come back and they want to yeah. you know, go to the source of it. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> but uh, I think, too, that there's also, like, when you're at Grand Rapids, you want to go out to, like, a restaurant, and you want to, like, have this experience and, um, like, enjoy the ambiance and, like, have this whole, like, just an experience, yeah. You want to have this experience where you're drinking beer and you're having this great food and it's this whole thing. Um, it's more than just the beer. It's more than just the food. I mean, that's, they really, there is the, really the symbiosis between the two, I think. I think it goes to your, earlier talked about how breweries have changed how people dine and go out. And so they, there's jokes about, oh, you have a baby at a bar. <laughs> right, sure. and so, but a brewery—it's—it's it's a family 
kind of focused place where I'm drinking right from the teat of whatever that beer is. <laughs> so Vivant, Mitten, yeah. City Built. And I can get whatever that fare is. Like, I don't think people choose, am I going to go to Mitten or City Built? It's, do I want tacos or pizza? <laughs> definitely. Right? Yeah, definitely. And so am I, you know, do I, you know, do I want duck nachos? Or do I want, <laughs> and you guys do so many other good things, but this. We have or a kids burger. area too. So and, I mean, and, uh, right. bring them. Do you guys have a kitchen area? Yeah, you have a sandbox. Yeah. yeah, which we just okay. put in like some uh, astroturf area to awesome. keep it a little cleaner. But because the sand sucks, the sand sucks <laughs> <laughs> definitely. And so, but, but it's we great. also yeah, have a kid water. area, yeah. and I think it's hilarious when like a uh, couple will come in with their baby yeah. or toddler, and then they're like, "There's like a chalkboard and like a soft area." Yeah, and so I'm like, "Dude, you can actually turn the chairs." Cool. And like have a beer and watch your kid play, cool. <laughs> and they're and so I think the most common thing I hear is like I can get through like almost two beers, yeah. Where versus <laughs> yes. versus if I go anywhere else, it's like a beer and I'm like it's time mm. to go, right? Because it's not you enjoyable for me. And then the, we gotta go. Yeah, the good parents know when it's time to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how it, kind of this this brewing in- industry has brought like a different. Um, sort of feel to like going out and drinking and that you can bring your kids with you now and it's it's not it's not like going out to the bar you right know? you're not right. it's not like oh hey i gotta hit up the you know your local dive bar bringing your kids with yeah. you and then you get weird looks kind of thing no you're yeah. going to a brewery where we're family friendly yeah. and you have kids areas and yep. kids menus There's, uh, yeah exactly <clears throat> options for kids yeah and... i was doing my research earlier today and i saw you guys have like a charcuterie board for uh, <laughs> of for sorts kids. yeah <laughs> yeah Yep, but, you know, approachable cheddar cheese, a little pizza grilled chicken. That's awesome. Yeah. Very That's cool. That's killer. Yeah, yeah it, it does is. well. Mm, I'm yeah. sure. And then, you know, a little thing of mac and cheese or um, kid-friendly, kid man. Like, it, why not? Why yeah. not? And, when it's real food. And it's real food. Didn't come out of the bag. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Same. That's huge. We, 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 we make way. a cheese mornay for our kids mac and cheese because why not it's not hard to do (laughs) you know and it's that much better there's three ingredients yeah maybe the biggest thing about craft beer is that it's not about drinking it's not about getting drunk i think west michigan has great reverence and a a lot of respect for the craft yeah which is needed you know yeah Um, yeah that's that's the only way it can be sustainable is if it's not uh, destructive or toxic Mm -hmm. yeah Um, what's so funny? <laughs> Fair enough. So you guys were talking about uh, that you guys went to CC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting that, and this just goes back to how they are so interconnected that uh, CC's brewing program is interwoven with their culinary right. program. Right. I'm. That wasn't around no. when I was there. Yeah, me too. Oh, are you bummed? It was amazing to hear that it was a thing coming up. And, right. But uh, yeah, why not do that? It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know they like. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't go through the program, so I don't know. But I know they. There is some crossover. I think. Um, where like some of the brewing students have to like work with the culinary students, kind okay. of thing, and vice versa. Um, and like the culinary students have to work with the beer that they make uh, and that kind of stuff. That's perfect. I'm sure that there's some sort of like cross training in all of it. When when we started, we, we learned that there, there was a class that had everything from um, like service to uh, ice carving. There was a mm-hmm. taste. I don't know if you did the shot glasses or the beer mugs. Uh, what did we do? I didn't take the ice carving class, but we did some ice carving in one of the classes. Yeah, so like I think the Garmarche or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but there's, yeah. like, they, they so gave fun. you a taste of everything. Yep, yep. So, yeah. And it also depended on how much you wanted to put into it, too. Truth. If you want to stay after and ask more questions, get involved, you can, but you're, you know, it's on you. I was really lucky because I, I took a job there at the, uh, like, the ATC Center. Yep. And so I, I did a lot of the catering at at the um, college, also at the McCabe Marlowe House. Mm-hmm. With uh, Luba? 
Yes, yeah, I love Luba. Awesome. Oh, she's, she's awesome. awesome. She's my favorite. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, in that haunted spot where mm-hmm. we were up there. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh, she's so creepy. <laughs> oh, it's awful, especially mm-hmm. being in there cooking alone. You hear all these sounds, and you know oh, that, like, there are old women in the attic. Oh, wait, wait, what cool. is this? <laughs> <laughs> the McCabe Marlowe house. Yeah, it's like a was, block up or so, right, from yeah. the school. It's like they had a lot of, uh, they did weddings and, like, presidential dining, and, like, they, yeah. at one point they welcomed the uh, chief of police into Grand Rapids when, like, they hired one, but it was it's a few years ago. And it's a yeah. But, oh, man, it was awesome, mm-hmm. but, like, there was a limited staff that worked there, and so there would be sometimes I'd go in there, and, you know, I'd be in there on my own, and I'd start everything up, and, and you'd hear these sounds. And, <laughs> and so the, the story is is that the house was owned by a teacher and her niece, but there might have been a relationship going on. I'm not sure, really sure what was going on with that. Sure. But hmm. um, they were basically spinsters and ended up passing away and donating their home to the college. So the college had all sorts of different uh, events there and everything. And yep. But I mean, the legend is much more uh, <laughs> colorful than yeah. I'm letting. <laughs> have you guys heard about how the mitten's haunted? No, no. but I believe it. Okay, my I mitten guess. is super haunted. Uh, we've had, I think some guys did a podcast, but we also had ghost hunters come recently. Mm. I don't know if the episode has oh, aired yeah. yet. Yeah, okay. I so, don't heard about that. that. No, we're, awesome. we're super spooky. And cool. um, there's a bunch of weird happenings. Uh, like, there's this child's footprint that like randomly appeared they were like they were sanding the floors or something like that when they first got the place they're sanding them down and all of a sudden this child's footprint appears weird um cool. and so they actually made it a part of the bar on the upstairs okay but uh and i wish i would have had her on now you know hindsight's twenty twenty. but uh our if, if, i guess if there was a head chef at the min it would be uh our, our morning girl uh, Alicia she's been there for like five years and she gets so freaked out in the mornings because she's the first one and she's all <laughs> there all alone and she hears weird like footsteps and like creaking and random like crashing noises and she'll go up to check on it and there's nothing there yeah hell okay, no yeah. <laughs> yeah. seriously I like that you're whispering too <laughs> really uh yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Is Bavon haunted at all? Yeah. It's an old church after all. I think so, but I like I feel like I used to uh, hear and hear and see more things like kind of back in the day more than I do now. Um, yeah, it's an old old funeral chapel. I mean, there's there's got to be. It was a funeral chapel, not a church. Going oh, on, right. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember one time, you know, it was it was uh, after hours for the brewers, um, and there's like a there's a restroom in the brewery. I was going back. Every, all the lights were turned off. I was going back in there. There were some lights coming in from the patio, and the way the wall is, it looked like I saw like somebody's foot kind of like walking in. I'm like, oh man, someone beat me to it. All right, whatever. Come back in a second. I kind of kept walking like. Mm, there's nobody in there at all. There's no lights there at all. That makes sense. All right. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> you know? Um, and uh, there's been other people that had different stories, too. And But it's been it's been years now than, since anything's really come up. So hmm. that's Maybe you guys scrubbed the place of all the, the, all the bad uh, juju. Yeah, I don't know. Burns but, the sage. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. We keep a, a ghost journal at the Mitten. Oh, that's awesome. You that's should. Cool. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, people write stupid stuff in there and draw dick pics and stuff, but mm. it's, uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of really cool stories yeah. in there. <laughs> of course. I mean, <laughs> you give 50 plus people, <laughs> work, yeah, 50 plus people who work at a restaurant slash brewery, they're going to <laughs> defile it. Yes. But, uh, no, there's some really cool stories in there about, um, random stuff happening, you know. They're like, oh, yeah, we, uh, you know, we're setting up. I haven't turned anything on yet, and all of a sudden the lights pop on, and our uh, our Pandora station pops on randomly. Like I didn't touch anything; nobody touched anything on the wall. Like, I'm mm. the only, or I'm the only person up here, or something. And all of a sudden, yeah. you know, things start running themselves. Yeah. Do they write down what station? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's probably John. I think there might be a sign. <laughs> they have that, like, John, John <laughs> Mayer or something. Yeah. <laughs> no ghost ever just show up and start prepping. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, Never want to help out. We're an old firehouse. I mean. There, there's you know documentation of 
you know, various firefighters going out on the job and actually passing away on the yeah. job. Um, Interesting. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Have you seen anything at City Belt? No. Sometimes I hear footsteps above us. <laughs> that's, that's because there's 87 apartments. <laughs> <in> there. <laughs> there's one actually. There's one corner apartment who hate that they live above us and let us know like by banging on the floor. Oh my god! In the middle of whatever. Who came first? You or them? Them. Oh. Well, <laughs> that, that particular group, uh, we were there, and so they rented their space uh, at a extreme discount because they have a hard time keeping that space occupied. Hmm. So they know, but they continue to talk well, we to had a anyway. sign on the building for a year and a half that we were going to open, yeah. so it's not like... They just didn't understand what it under there, right? They've always yeah. been there. Founders used to be there. Well, yeah, Founders was... Bit. Yeah, they were in a yeah. different building, but yeah. the uh, this particular person came down one night because we're, we were closed until this past Monday, every Monday. I saw I saw the announcement. And yeah. so we're open now, but on Mondays we do fun things, and so um, we have drums in our space. So we have some bombas and Sweet. some djembe's and some some other. Um, we had a drum made actually, which is pretty cool. Sweet. But um, Kurt, our taproom manager, uh, studied in Africa. He's a percussionist, and so he's taught our staff these different drum beats. And so bomba is one that's particular to Puerto Rico, but then fanga and sika are both African beats. And so we learn these, and so we practice on Mondays. And so we tell our landlord, hey, we're gonna drum until nine o'clock or whatever it is on whatever particular, or Monday. Uh, and uh, this lady's come down and she's just so angry at us. <laughs> what, you know, and I, I can hear you and you guys are always keeping me up. And so Kurt was like, well, why don't you come in and join us? She did not like that. <laughs> she did not like that at all. But she don't have to worry about it anymore. There's a tiny violin for you to play. Yeah, so, <laughs> let me uh, grab another instrument for you. Here. There you go. Exactly. That's cool. I didn't know you guys did that. My yeah, wife's a drummer. I got to bring her out. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So, she like a drummer drummer? Uh, drummer, and she's got a djembe, too. Nice. Yeah. So we'll, um, at the end of a rush, I mean, our, our drummers are not like... What a release at the end of a right. busy, you know, and So if we night. can clear the rail... So, you know, eight, nine, eight, yeah. sometime in there. Yeah. If I can get my chef, and then, well, we have an executive chef, a chef, and a sous chef. Yeah. All three of them drum. Cool. And then we'll get servers, and then I, I drum yes. and Kurt. So we'll have seven, eight. Awesome. And uh, for six minutes, seven minutes, we throw down. And then we put all the drums up and we get back to work. Cool. Make sure you get a beer. That's fantastic. So, but we have fun and yeah, it's cool because if you're dragging, right, it just right, they just pitch you up. Yep. So and the crowd love it. And Can customers play it. We've let them. They tend not to be able to keep up. <laughs> I got some sick skills, you know. Oh yeah. Well, we'll come in sometimes. Well, yes. Uh, Drumming's hard. Her hands out little like. Oh yeah. Maraca. We made maracas too. Cool. So you can have a maraca. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. We, we have fun. Yeah. You yeah. have to. Right? Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's too uptight, what's going to keep them coming back? Yeah. Right. We didn't want to be like a pretentious space because right. we wanted to be a nice space. Yes. But we also wanted it like we put stickers on the board. On the, on the door so that you know it's a brewery. Yeah. Because <laughs> if we didn't have glass so you could see our brew house, right. you wouldn't know. It would just be a restaurant. Yeah. And so we're like, all right, we need to, it needs to be more than. Yeah. You guys have like limitations as to like how you can advertise your place? Like does your building. Signage? Yeah. Yeah. They won't let me put brewery across the top, which I wanted to do. Really? Hmm. Uh, but I think it's a Grand Rapids ordinance. Hmm. But a great average that you can't put the word brewery, or is just is the it the way you want to do it? too big. Too big. I got you. So I want a bat signal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let him do it, but no one will be able to read it from the highway. Yeah, right. We want to shine it up and like, hey, we're open. We're here. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Come, come in. Yeah, the man's got tons of limitations in terms of their signage and everything because we're a historical building. Oh. Um, so we can't alter the front at all. We're we're even lucky they allowed us to put the deck out front. Um, 
we have some of that too. I'm not sure the ins and outs of it, but um, it's you know historic building. It, it is there forever. Mm-hmm. So the deck's not actually touching. It's so it's protected and everything. Yeah, that's right. So our the roof over our like beer garden has actually got a gap of whatever it is a foot or so. It does. Um, yeah, I know, because of I that we couldn't that. connect it. I forgot about that. Yeah. Is it, is it technically the same property as the building? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You're like in a hallway between two buildings is what it feels like. Right. Right. But, I mean, with Maru I mean, right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah but it's not, sure. it's not a hallway. But right. Yeah. Because there's plenty of ample seating. Yeah. So you share you share a space with one of one other business, right? Uh, we have the furniture uh, store. Windsor Cottage. Windsor Cottage. Yeah. Right. I love that store. Only because yeah. I know the owner. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's right the, the west nicest guy guys, in the world. Right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, so he's right there, and then there was like an apartment up up above. I don't know if it's up above them or right like up above and over um, that the, the whoever the previous owner was that owned the whole place um, was renting out, and now we own the whole the whole lot of it i guess so that apartment turned into our administrative offices and um administrative sure yeah the hangout spot (laughs) right (laughs) um but yeah that's that's windsor cottage it would be the only place that kind of shares shares that spot with us but he's awesome No, no neighbor complaints not that i'm aware of cool yeah if it's happening i don't know about it um well, guys, um, I think we better wrap it up here. Um, I appreciate having you guys on. And, uh, yeah, I guess keep making the great food you're making. <laughs> Thanks for having Thank us. You. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Absolutely. Um, yeah, if you guys, you know, w- want to check them out, obviously City Built has great food. Vermont has great food. Uh, Mitten's got great pizza, so come check us Wait, out. Wait, where's Vermont's new spot? Uh, yeah, Broadleaf uh, in Kentwood, <laughs> 29th Street and Lake Eastbrook. Uh, it's the old Klingman's Furniture Outlet store. Um, oh, no way. Yeah. Yep. No, people, uh, are wait, wait, wait. people are saying it's huge. Wait. It's huge. So we, yeah. we initially got it for the, the warehouse space because we, we keep uh, moving. I think this is our, maybe a third warehouse spot. Um, so we just kept needing more space, more on cooler 28th? space. On so it's 29th. Oh, 29th. Um, but it's uh, what is it? Center Point Mall that's on like Lake Eastbrook too. But if you you cross 28th South into 29th, we're like right on that corner. It's by where Wind Waves and Wheels used to be. Yeah. And... Yeah. Nice. Yep. Um, it's weird. Like I've been there. I was. I think the last time I was there was in January, and I kind of pulled up and thought. You know, it was wasn't finished and everything at that point. But I'm like, this 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 is a spot, you know. And you go in, and it's like, oh, and there's cool. such a need for a brewery over there. Too. There and there's none. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think GRBC way back in the day. There. I I don't even I, 20, 25 years ago, maybe something like that was out in like the front lot of Woodland Mall, um, but then obviously downtown now. And uh, yeah, so. Broadleaf uh, opened, I, I, I want to say about a week, week and a half ago, um, 29th in Lake Eastbrook, um, more, more, uh, what's the word, off-the-cuff kind of beers, like things that maybe don't make as much sense at Vivant, more experimental stuff out there. Your Hoppy um, Red Ale's on point. I love that one. That one's, yeah. that one's going well. Uh, we had it on tap at Vivant for a little bit now. Um, that one and, and the cult Pilsner um, kitchen's going to be coming out in like June mid to late June street food theme um, should should do really well I, you know plenty of people out there plenty of businesses the mall obviously is out there too so, um, so it's just, spread it's, the word it's just a, a departure from Vivant and kind of what they're all about Oh yeah, same same uh, same ethics, sustainability, um, keeping it local. You know, same same owners, same. You guys have a kitchen there. Uh, it's it's in the works. What so, kind of food are you guys gonna do? 
so it's street food. Uh, no, like, like no real boundaries. Um, so so fires. So <laughs> could potentially. Um, I'm not in charge of the kitchen, um, but my my former kitchen manager is is running that one, and uh, he's got some cool ideas. He's been playing a lot in the Vivant kitchen and running a couple of specials during the week to see how they do, and uh, that'll translate out there. It's not really regionals, um, like region specific. No, it's it's kind of like the beer. It's kind of open ended and just have fun, cool, play with it and uh, see what sticks. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. A lot Should of breweries are very thematic. That's kind of refreshing to hear. Yeah, that it's... yeah. I uh, I think it'll go well, and it's it's not it's not meant to you know if if um, it's not meant to become off to come off super authentic as as far as like if you think of whatever regional cuisine you know what i mean it's 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 our take on everything that i think that we're going to be doing there sure just fusion across just, the board just play cool <laughs> you know awesome yeah well cool yeah uh you guys heard it uh brew vivant and broadleaf and city built and uh yeah thanks guys for coming on thank, thank you, you. Thanks for having us.